Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people and it shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill. This week, we look at the Pledian aliens and the ridiculous phenomenon of idiots channeling aliens to say banal shit they thought up <laughs> in the shower. I mean, let's face it, it's not fucking aliens. So this is nothing new. Idiots have been channeling aliens for ages. Oh, yeah. What is new is how it's being used. And instead of me having to wade through that thick swamp of soul-destroying nonsense, we've got Hamilton Hume back in to tell us all about it. Where there's idiots, there are grifters, and he reckons this whole alien gimmick is the next chapter in the usual suspect's playbook of convincing idiots to keep fat, rich, white men fat and rich and white. Very important for the economy. Also Also white. white. Yes, yes, yes. And the usual suspects. They've been at it again, right, Jack, on the weekend? Yes, Joel, and I can imagine most people clicked the TCRP button today with a finger shaking with rage. The weekend saw some truly awful behaviour, and we're going to cover it right now in the Conditional Release Program's Weekly News. So unless you've spent the weekend living in a pineapple under the sea with your fingers in your ears, you might have noticed a little protest in Sydney. Little bit. Uh, little one. Little. Just a, just a touch. And uh, While the usual anti-lockdown protests usually get a handful of idiots and usual suspects, this one was very, very different. And honestly, I wasn't expecting much. You know, maybe a couple hundred of just morons whacking about, defying police orders, and after a few arrests, they just piss off back home. But, I mean, by my count, uh, you said 15. I'm saying about 10. Mm, but, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not averse to the 15 number. It was huge. It mm. was a big, big crowd. As usual, of course, the truther movement, ironically, liars, they're claiming that there's oh. 40,000, 50,000 people. Yeah. Some people claimed a million, but, like, <laughs> like they're just randoms. Like, who cares? But yeah. they just love that number a million. And, like, it yeah, frustrates the shit marks. out of me. We got a million. They shouldn't need to do this. Like, why do you feel the need to say that it's five times more numbers every time you do it? Getting 10,000 people to show up at a time of strict lockdown is fucking insane. <laughs> These numbers were huge. This was a well, huge turnout. Yeah. But, like, yeah. just be happy with the truth. Just, like, enjoy the win. Like, <laughs> why can't you just be stoked with reality? 16... 17, 18. They've always just got to make shit up. Uh, It's so frustrating. (laughs) It's 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 got to be a million. It's got to be a million. Fucking asshole. So the vibe there was really unsettled from the start. So Mm. I did a bit of a cheeky drive-by down Broadway, got caught at the lights because the whole, you know, the whole guys, you know, they were blocking the road, which made sense. There were so many bloody people. And the march was this sort of steady stream of people. Not as many signs as your usual sort of lefty client march. Not as many Simpsons references. It was quite upsetting. And surprisingly, there were actually a few masked people in the crowd. And this was really interesting. I found it very interesting. Yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> well, I think that's sort of reflective of, 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 a, of a movement that's basically decided very late to, you know, people have decided very late to join in. And, and look, let's start at the beginning. The people in this country have a right of political expression. That is a constitutionally, judicially enshrined right. And so the business of lawful and peaceful assembly is something we should never knock. No matter what they're, what, <laughs> what they're yeah. protesting, we should never actually turn our minds to saying, well, it's just horrible because their cause is Yeah, because we horrible. disagree with them, the, yeah. The business, of, the, biz, the business of assembling uh, and marching peacefully, lawfully, 
is something that we should all support in this country. It's fundamental to democracy. But it, yeah. it wasn't uh, it wasn't all that lawful and it wasn't no, all that peaceful. It really, on fuck, it wasn't. I mean, look, there are a few interesting differences with this one, which is that the demographic for starters, it's usually just sort of white hippies, heaps of women, and, you know, the usual cult leaders who stand up on a shitty little podium, have a big yak about how COVID's a scam. And, and, and this was completely different. There was a huge presence of what felt like moderates turning up, no signs, maybe wearing a mask. There were construction workers there wearing high fears and hard hats and they were trying to make their whingy presence felt. And there was also a huge presence that could not be ignored from Middle Eastern communities, which I have never seen before. And I actually asked good friend of the podcast, Fahad Ali, a Muslim and a fierce advocate for vaccination and virus control mechanisms, as a geneticist, knows a bloody thing or two about how all this works. I would think so, yes. The spread of misinformation in the Muslim community is not a particularly new phenomenon. For months, we were seeing the spread of bad health information, particularly on WhatsApp groups, that said things like, the vaccines would make you infertile. Now, that was obviously false information, but it wasn't necessarily grounded in conspiracy theory. Uh, What we're seeing now is a shift to those more traditional forms of conspiracy theory. So whereas people wouldn't have known who someone like Andrew Wakefield was prior to this, people in the Muslim community are now citing him and his studies and, you know, citing things like the New World Order and, you know, government control and you know, restriction of freedom and democracy and so on. So it has really changed. And unfortunately, it's fertile ground. For for a very long period of time, the community was very vulnerable, being spoken down to by political leadership with heavy-handed policing, lack of support in the community, lack of information that was relevant and intelligible to, to to those communities. And now we're getting to a stage where people are sick of it and they are willing to give into this disinformation in a way that perhaps they weren't so willing to do so in the past. I found it phenomenal, the reaction to Shadil Suleiman, who's um, the president of the Australian National Imams Council. When he put up a video of himself getting vaccinated, quite a lot of the response to that was accusing him of being a sellout. Now, this person is one of um, the most respected leaders in the Muslim community in Australia, who has a very strong and dedicated following. And it seems that not even that was enough to shield him from some of these criticisms um, of people calling him a sellout. So it is very interesting and very upsetting. And unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be any kind of way for us to respond because, you know, the, the leadership of the community has been cut out from being able to deliver those messages to the community and being treated as credible. But at the same time, there's for people who are in, for example, Western Sydney, many of whom are essential workers um, and precarious financial positions, there's no guarantee of things like job seeker. There's no crisis payments that they are readily eligible for. The overwhelming approach by the government to the problem of Western Sydney has been to scapegoat them for the pandemic. And so I think that the longer that continues, the less likely we are to see this resolving anytime soon. And, you know, unfortunately, Unfortunately, the major outcome of this will be that when everyone in the country has been offered the vaccine, when everybody has had the opportunity to get a vaccine and we come out of lockdown, if there are still these pockets of poor vaccination coverage, the virus is going to rip through the, through those communities and we are already
already seeing from overseas data that minority and migrant communities are overrepresented in terms of COVID death, in terms of poor prognoses from COVID. And unfortunately, that will be replicated here unless we are able to stop the spread of misinformation and combat it effectively. But there does not seem to be any political will on the part of the government to do so. And unfortunately, community leaders within the Muslim community do not have, in my view, the power or willingness to fight a fight against this. I mean, I think the size of the numbers are basically an expression of the fact that a lot of people feel very, very let down by government at the moment, uh, and particularly in Western Sydney. Uh, We saw this outbreak start in the eastern suburbs with... uh, so some real kid glove treat. And now as it's moved into the West, into areas like Canterbury Bankstown, into Fairfield and so forth, it seems to me a very different approach from uh, not just police, but also generally from government and from, and from departments of health as well. Um, so I think there are a lot of people there who've got along, who said, and got along, you know, sort of almost like a last-minute yeah. decision yep. to get along there and support them. Because look, a lot of these people are living without income support. Yeah. I mean, the income support's there in that sort of Morrison government nebula, but it's not actually being delivered into these communities, into these households just yet. And, and a lot of these people are living paycheck to paycheck, so they're fucking angry and they've got every right to be, I reckon. And in order to go and do what is probably a pretty crappy menial job somewhere outside of the LGA, they are apparently meant to wait eight hours to get a fucking test. I mean, if you're going to sit there and you're going to say, if you work outside of the area for three days or whatever, you must get a a test. You increase testing to the point where people can walk through in 10 minutes and have a test done. You do not make people wait eight hours in their fucking cars with nowhere to piss, cops everywhere, and expect them to be happy. Mm. All right, so there was a large police presence at the protest, as usual, and there were some proper scuffles going on. I saw a few. The the scallywag level this time was huge, with that sort of mm. soccer hooligan yeah, vibe a bit of coming. Yeah, a little bit of a soccer hooligan feel to it, it did, at times, it yeah. It did. There was, like, actual violence on the cops. Like, the cops came half-cocked, clearly with orders to use kid gloves, and in the face of this, protesters threw ink bombs at cops, threw glass bottles at cops, and were just straight up attack cops in the process of making arrests. Usually when cops are making a violent arrest, everyone stands back and shits themselves. These guys, the fucking soccer hooligans, they started belting the cops and pulling them off. And it worked. Yeah, there was People a got bit away. of push and shove. There was certainly some push oh, and shove that I yeah. saw, including uh, including a fellow with a red hoodie who uh, might be in a bit of strife for a big push. Yeah. Have a police officer trying to make an arrest, a big push. There'll be a few people in high-definition captured video shitting themselves over the next few days waiting oh, yeah. for, a, for a visit from, oh, the, yeah. from the locals. Look, let, let me just, just remind people that if you throw uh, material like like uh, bottles, stubbies, uh, <laughs> dense, solid material in it and hits a police officer, it's the same thing as assault police. Yeah. And it comes with a five-year maximum jail. And is there a minimum or is that is that Victoria's got a minimum? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no, no. It, it's mandatory in, in Victoria. But here we have a, a five-year uh, maximum. You'd be expecting a, a cheeky hole. Yeah, it's not good. Well, the guy, the guy threw the punch at the horse. He, you'd have to say he's in a spot. He's bother. had bail that was denied. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can well he's imagine. I, I did see him get arrested. They got to him within a couple of minutes too. That was the interesting yeah, he thing. Got the man police moved away, and then he just got grabbed. Yeah. Well, you don't punch horses. You just don't fucking punch horses. Oh, it's just an unforgivable sin, not just from an animal liberation thing, but just any sort of 
you know, conduct in public. So. Yeah, and the movement are trying to discredit the whole idea that he punched the cop, punched the horse. Yeah, they're changing I'm, I'm, the angles looked- of the video. They're cropping it so they can't see the fact that he had a mile of space to get away from the police horse and decided mm. to punch it. Decided Just to decided to punch the horse. Yeah. He, they can't fucking put lipstick on this pig. This is what happened. No. But they will, and they'll no. all say it's the fake news media. People said it's police media 101. Oh, fuck off. I mean, look, this is the thing. The anti-lockdown movement pride themselves on being a non-violent protest movement. Yeah. I mean, all yeah. the while, giving huge amounts of money to Nick Patterson for his so-called legal fees, despite getting legal aid, who's the leader of a Christian militia organization, the Peacemakers, and they gave him the money for punching a cop. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Mm. The commentary on the mm. right is about tyranny and treason. It's about how the government needs to be overthrown by any means possible. And then they get all mopey when a few of them throw punches at cops. I mean, oh, gee, where'd they get that fucking idea from? Yeah, I, look, I actually saw Libertarian uh, spokesperson John Ruddock was there. He was also there. You'll be looking at a grand, would right, he? so. <laughs> He'll be looking at a pig. Good. And, uh, but John, yes, he was tweeting up from, from the march and, uh, you know, that Libertarian Centre, it, it all it just really appealed to Yeah, loves freedom, loves freedom. Yeah, it loves a bit of freedom. And he said, oh, it's the it's the happiest protest he'd ever wow. seen. Wow. Yeah, he hasn't seen many, I suppose. So he thought it was all peace and light, but, yes, he hasn't seen a lot of the footage. I don't know how that, how that comment will go It yeah. will not age well. But yeah, there was that usual babble. Oh, no, 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 it was there. Everyone was just lovely. Oh, well, I mean, this is the thing. So those who did see the agitation claim they were agitators, probably Antifa. Let's just look for that in Telegram. So yeah, tell- yeah. There, were, there, there were signs left there of, <laughs> of an Antifa presence. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, really. yeah of course, because yeah. they're all fucking Little, steaming out. Someone had scribbled, someone had scribbled Antifa. Antifa on a traffic light <laughs> stand, and uh, <laughs> so this was this was swallowed up by by media as well. It was, certainly was swallowed up on social. Media. Oh, well, you fuck it all over Telegram. So Taylor Winterstein of Tay's Way, she's the fucking worst, by the way. Don't look her up. See, she suggests they're agitators and that the violence wasn't them and that they don't approve of it. Mm. And the thing is, like, right. this is the thing. When you're reaching out to pissed off people, you tell them that anger is justified, and you ask them to meet the park to fucking fight the powers that be, what do you think is going to happen? Like, we yeah. know they're secretly proud of their efforts yesterday and apparently there is talk of doing the whole fucking thing again next week. Yeah, well, there you go. It'll be one to watch social media during the week. That's there. insane. Don't do it next week. No one wants that. So while police were absolutely hands-off on the day, arresting a few people for not giving details, which is that classic anti-lockdown sobsit self-own move, I won't give you my ID. Okay, you're under arrest. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay, cool. Of course, you know, arresting the scallywag time you got the cops which basically, for the most part, they really didn't intervene a lot. When they did have a scuffle, people did go down. But then, fuck me. So they get to town hall, and the police superintendent literally gave them megaphones yeah, I saw that. to speak <laughs> to the crowd, saying that COVID was a scam, yeah, yeah, yeah. starting a fuck Gladys chant. And, like, honestly, imagine them giving BLM <laughs> protesters a fucking megaphone. What they gave the BLM protesters was pepper spray. That's right. Yeah, no, look, I, re- In I read Melbourne, some nonsense commentary uh, on social media today saying, oh, yeah, what about, you know, what about BLM? You know, they were kid gloves with BLM as, as, as if they were hard on as if they were hard yeah, on uh, because the group, cognitive dissonance in that group, group from is yesterday. Insane. But yeah, that, that, the treatment looked pretty soft to mm. me. They they did weigh in. There were you know basically I saw people sitting on uh, shop front roofs. Yeah, and things they like went that, on which top is, of Woolworths. You know, pretty dangerous. Yeah. But they they tried to move them along. They didn't arrest them. Rafael they, Fernandez uh, was on the uh, the Woolworths roof. He's going to be getting a fucking love letter and a half. Yeah, look, there will <laughs> there will be a few love letters in the mail. But overall, the the police presence was was fairly benign 
I would have thought. Well, I think this is the thing. Like, the approach by police to worker protesters who flagrantly break the law and they plan, they premeditate this, is so completely flawed because they feel the laws are a joke. But not only that, this makes them think their sobsit cheat codes actually work and they can do whatever the fuck they want, which is kind of ironic considering they're protesting tyranny, but they know these cheat codes to get out of tyranny. So I don't see the cause. It doesn't Yeah, it's such a mean. And, and it, it's it, it, basically what you're looking at in terms of police response, they will always look at the size of the crowd and how mean and ornery they yeah. are, if they are mean and ornery, and then they'll make a judgment on how they're going to deal with yep. it. And now, if you start wading into a crowd that's, you know, that hostile, that angry, you know, it's going to end badly. Yeah, you so, could wind up with a bloody standoff. So, so that, that's one of the reasons why the police don't necessarily go go the big confrontational route. Yeah. I mean, if they had to wade in with the public order squad, which is, you know, these guys look like they're from the 22nd century. Yes. <laughs> When they, when they put the kid on yeah. and just start the waiting into crest. But there's always a view that that's the last sort of – last resort. That's, yeah, the last resort. If they've resort, got ink yeah. bombs and they're throwing bottles, the link between that yeah. and Molotov cocktails that is a small I honestly link. don't think the police the police will be so friendly next no. time uh, because of what they, a lot of their members have gone through yeah. uh, <clears throat> yesterday so or on Saturday. And so, yeah, you'll see different sort of police. Well, i tell you what came out to me about this was that police had no, in New South Wales, had no understanding of what was happening or what was going to happen. It didn't seem like that There was no intelligence being developed here. And, and I think if you compare that to the Victorian situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were of course, there were rallies in Melbourne yesterday, but nothing like the numbers and nothing like the, the viciousness, the sort of the, the trouble. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's be, I honestly believe that you know Vic Pol is is way ahead in terms of how to deal with these groups, and I don't think the New South Wales Police really uh, kind of knew what they were dealing. with. I can with. tell you what, as someone who's got way too many Telegram groups, and I do use them, search, I go through, I try and check out what's going on. Yeah. I did not see this coming, and there is the you know as we were discussing before the Middle Eastern uh, population of the of the crowd. They don't seem to be on the usual white boy t- Telegram groups. They're they're coming from MMA gyms, they're coming from community groups, and those guys came up. In numbers yep. and without them yep. and the construction workers who aren't in the usual anti-lockdown movement, that would have been yet another reasonable crowd of the usual assholes who own organic stores. Yeah. Speaking of which, I did see the Barrel Organic Store owner going uh, on her little fetching black bike oh, out of the area. Was she out there? Was out she the area. out of it? <laughs> Out of the area yeah. and up into Sydney, and I wonder if she's back. Yeah. I wonder if she's back in Barrow. I now. wonder. So basically, mm. all of this being said and done, at the end of the day, the police made their decisions, and then the police minister decided differently and started Operation Seasoned, which I just that word. That, why seasoned? The computer generated. Is it? Uh, that's yeah, very that's funny because Raptor is so cool. <laughs> seasoned? Can you remember? Elliot would have been sitting around, uh, sitting around, going, "All right, punch it through." <laughs> What have we got? What have we got? It's Operation Season. Minister, going, fuck. You know, he would he would have wanted something like Operation Skull and Crossbones yeah, exactly. and things like that. But, but that just didn't pop up. It's instead it's Operation Likely Season. Operation Lockjaw um, would have been good. I would have liked that. You know, little play on the, yeah. the anti lockdown and the punching horses. So basically, this is going to be like what the FBI did with January 6th in the United States. They take all this footage and they use it against them. There's 22 detectives, which is actually pretty decent workload, who have been working full-time to basically just pin people for their actions on the day. Elliot was saying Mm. something around 3,500 people 
should be issued with uh, either p- pins or so, more. Yeah, pin notices. Yeah, that's that's all it'll come to. Of course, I mean they'll, they'll look at organisers and so forth. But yeah, that that's what'll happen. I don't know. He said I mean, he wanted convictions. Literally hundreds of pin notices roll out, if not fair. There was something like five hundred and something done yesterday. Mm. It's going to amp up. Yeah, look, just you know, let's just go back to David Elliott, who's the police and emergency services minister, and Elliott's uh, role as a minister has been under a cloud for a very, very long time. There was allegations that he was uh, that he had uh, basically impersonated a police officer during a road oh, fuck, a, a, that's a right. road rage incident. That was ultimately terrifying. was found. It was uh, it was ultimately found by police. By the way, he's the minister of police. The police investigated it and decided there was no case to answer. Yep. And then he was involved in basically uh, at a shooting range, a state-run police corrective services etc. shooting range where he was using uh, a weapon, a an assault rifle, automatic weapon. That he had no license yeah, to use, that's naughty. and wasn't uh, wasn't permitted to use the shooting range because he's not one of those. He's not a police officer. You're not incorrect. I services. can say from experience, so, it's almost worth it because shooting an assault rifle is really really fun. But you're well, not allowed. You're not allowed. <laughs> yeah, we all know it's great fun. We do, uh, but uh, but yes, he's uh, minister for police at the time when he's doing this, and of course, most famously or infamously, David Elliott took off for a little soiree in Paris while New South Wales burnt, uh, leaving the country uh, just before Christmas time, where actually entire villages uh, outside Greater Sydney had been burnt to the ground as he clambered aboard. Yep. Uh, now, if you wonder how a, a minister for mayhem and absolute chaos like this bloke is still a minister, well, he's the convener of the moderate right faction of the Liberal Party in New South yep. Wales. So he actually brings Gladys a big basket full of numbers. And it, and if he takes those numbers away, Gladys starts looking very, very, very wobbly indeed. Oh. So that's why Mr. Elliot still has a ministry, I would argue. Yes, you would argue. And honestly, I fucking agree with you. So basically, Mr. Elliot and his 22 detectives are asking the police to submit pictures to identify protesters to either be given the $1,000 fine or to be followed up with more serious offences. And look, Elliot did say he wants convictions. So I don't know. There could be some court dates out of this. We'll see. We'll see. It's hard. It's hard. Well, separation of powers and all that sort of stuff, what he wants uh, is another fucking matter. Yeah. But he has- He's shown he doesn't separate those powers very well, though. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just this sort of hostility. I mean, basically, you know, the, the, the problem we have is a failure of government initially. I mean, these guys can't continue to fail. And in, and in this particular case, lockdown, well, arguably late and arguably badly, treat one part of Sydney differently to another in terms of the language and, and the approach to them, uh, you know, eastern suburbs compared to Sydney's west and southwest, and, and not expect, you know, with, with the federal government arming and arming and then and implementing a, um, a, a an income support program that for most people at least has not kicked yeah. in yet, you can't expect these people to be happy. No, no you can't. But the thing is, they're about to get poorer 
Because, I mean, yeah. with this situation, like people on social media are taking this offer up in fucking droves. There's even been a subreddit created called R City Riot, where you post identifying photos of people with their names, social media details, and more identifying wow. features to assist the police with their inquiries. I mean, people have already yeah, done well, this job for them. So there is going to be a yeah. fucking bloodbath. Well, what's going to happen is, I mean, basically, no one gets, no one goes to jail for non-payment of a fine in New South no. Wales. What will happen, say, in about 12 months' time, there will be quite a lot of uh, of license suspended drivers yep. driving around because of non-payment of fines. The driver's licenses will have been suspended. But, this, but what's happened here is not only are they not going to pay their fines for various reasons, possibly because they're broke, but Telegram is absolutely on fucking fire with legal advice, as you can imagine, mm, telling people how to get out of the fines. Quality, quality, quality legal, legal advice. advice. I mean, look, don't <laughs> test it though because, you know. Oh, God, no. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's all sorts yeah. of bullshit. I mean, like, basically, they're yeah. telling people to sign their paperwork at the police station with VC at the front of their name <laughs> and all rights reserved <laughs> underneath the signature. So All rights reserved. That, that's, that's, actually, that's actually comedy. Yeah, it's what I like uh, in, like, the Looney Tunes, like, all rights reserved and shit. So, <laughs> that's right. you, can't, you can't go away and make a movie out no, of without paying me some money. Exactly, exactly. That's actually, that's it. So, so VC stands for Vicoactus, which is, like, Latin bullshit which signifies mm-hmm. the signer was under duress. This is like an old sobsit trick that's been proven not to work in several court cases, of course, but it's also fundamentally funny because if you think about it, it is. it's hugely of funny. Of course you're under duress, you complete penis. The coercive <laughs> arm of the state has just arrested you and is probably planning to put you in fucking prison. Putting VC at the start of your signature is kind of stating the obvious at that point. I mean, basically, a clerk of the courts is going to look at that and go, so, so is this guilty or not guilty? <laughs> what, 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 what are they saying? It's a, you know, and, they're, and they're probably going to have to mark the not guilty thing, which means they'll go to trial. And you know, in some cases, I mean, we're not talking about we're not talking about pins, but but basically, people are charged with well, assault, police, throw, throw or, or hurl, hurl material at police, or you know, those sorts of things, or punch horses. Yep. Yeah, signing VC on, on the bottom of their of their of their charge sheets. It's really not going to help. Well, the thing much. is, when it comes down to it, the only way that's ever going to get brought up in court is if they're self-representing, because no lawyer, whether it be you know <laughs> legal aid or yeah. uh, you know a criminal lawyer, they've got through crowdfunding probably they're not mm, going to go. they're not yeah, going to bring that up let's go down the soft and honestly yeah. if they say I, I i want you to bring up the vc thing the lawyer will say i will quit before i say that in a fucking courtroom because <laughs> that's how lawyers work they're not allowed to do this stuff there's a uniform law mm. no it's quite so true. you know just don't get struck off for a fucking soft point so look what what they're also doing is they're telling people to return the fines to the cops with writing on the front, but not only return the fine to the cops, but send it to the police headquarters. Like that's more effective somehow. All in caps <laughs> in red text. No contract Woman. return to sender. No, no contract. I do not recognize you. I do not understand your yeah. intent. I do not have an international treaty with you. No assured value, no liability. That's great. Well, look, you've got to say, why? Why do they not have an international treaty with you? I know, them? you should start getting uh, on the blow. And that's, yeah, it's a failure of politics, yeah. really. It's a failure of them to sit down and establish an international treaty with the New South Wales A Boys diplomatic Force. breakdown at the worst. <laughs> So, like, I love the international treaty thing, which is great, because basically the whole thing is, like, you're a sovereign, you're like a maritime vessel in international waters or some weird fucking cooked shit like that. 
So basically, mm. the cops have got that to look forward to, which is just thousands of fines being returned to them with that dumb shit text on them. Mm. But like, look, at the end of the day, people are pretty fucking pissed off with this protest. I haven't seen too many kind words outside of the usual suspects. And it's a self-expression of me first at the expense of society. We're in a fucking crisis. It's like a national emergency. There's people who either don't believe in the virus or think they're too young, fit and sexy to get sick. And they're out there flexing their civic muscles to protect what's theirs and fuck everyone else. I mean, I know they're hurting, but let's face it. No one there thinks they're going to die from coronavirus. They all think they're God's chosen people and they're invincible. They're fucking idiots. Yeah, that was the other thing. There were, there were a shitload of fundos there as well. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about uh, fundamentalist Christians. Yeah, they were the ones with the so, signs. There weren't many signs. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that but was the sign. But the turned up God with signs. There is, there, there probably is that sort of correlation between the fundos and bit of a uh, bit of lovely craft. Work. Oh yeah, and also yeah, the, the church ministers are actually being pulled up on the um on the Reddit subreddit as being there as well. So uh-huh. they're going to be taking to the collection plates to pay their pins. Mm. Very naughty. Yes. But it was interesting to see Western Sydney show up. I mean, some of them were wearing masks. They were all really pissed off. And these people who do live paycheck to paycheck <laughs> have found themselves that income. They've got no yep. hope and no clue what to do. And I agree with Jack. You know, they're taking the street out of this sense of frustration, anger, and fear. Like, you know, economic instability. And while the Northern Beaches did sacrifice their Christmas and New Year's for the greater good, and we should fucking remember them for it. You know, <laughs> those are my people. But there were no riots in the street. Well, there's not enough of them, Jack. No. Not enough for a good old-fashioned Oh, believe riot. me. We, we had some fun times. But, and anyway... <laughs> I'm not going to self-incriminate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's... Yeah, that's juvenile delinquency yes, we're talking about. large. That's, that's not political expression. But like, while the socioeconomic status in these situations are starkly contrasted, the areas have a different underlying wealth. A vital difference is that one lockdown was on JobKeeper and one lockdown was not. And this that's is what you were right. saying. Like, you know, the real message from the, the weekend is not that the anti-lockdown movement is growing, although maybe it is. And it's not that Western mm. Sydney are cunts, although some of them really, really were. So look, mm. it's a. It, at the end of the day, it is about paying the bills. And the New South Wales and federal government have dropped the fucking ball in keeping the Fairfield and Canterbury breaks yes. down LGAs, feeling is- economically secure. And they've made the whole fucking thing just infinitely worse in the process. And that's what happens when governments fail. Mm-hmm. You know, vaccines stroll out a failure from state uh, government at state level to act appropriately and in a timely fashion to to uh, to an outbreak and then a, a joint state federal failure to provide people with income support while they're supposed to sit on their freckles at home. Exactly. You know, it's all well and good to say, let's go home and watch Netflix, and I'm feeling very fucking relaxed at the moment. I'm about to get $700 tax-free per week. Fucking <laughs> miracle. This is great. I love the pandemic, but it's not for everyone. Yes, and in other news, we must move on. And uh, here we have uh, Joel's uh, superb story about Carly Bloody Soda. Oh, she's the worst. A meteoric rise and spectacular collapse. Of Carl's J. Soda. Yeah, this is one of those crazy stories that comes out of nowhere, lasts about a week. Carly Soderstrom, or Carl's J. Soda, she's got various dumbass names she calls herself, had a video go viral where she had a passionate rant about the impact of lockdown on small businesses, including hers, and it got 3.1 million views in a very short period of time. In the video, she claims that she'd never asked for a handout, which is complete bullshit. She was on JobKeeper. She's had no help, which is complete bullshit. She's been taking loans from her friends. And she took $10,000 out of her super to make a studio and pursue her dream of being a photographer. And that it was crushed oh. by Dictator Dan and his constant crushed. lockdowns. Aww. Crushed by Dictator Dan. Crushing the dream. Crushing the dreams of Victorians. What, like, since what? 
bed to bed twenty. You can see his his diary, and it's just got crushing dreams, crushing dreams, lunch, <laughs> crushing dreams, yeah, crushing yeah, dreams, yeah, afternoon yeah. tea. So dentist, dentist at yeah, that's four, it. and then slip back to the office and crush some more. I stole that from Eddie Izzard. Just full disclosure there. So. Basically, she she brought the waterworks out. It was this whole emotional thing. It became a thing, and straight away the GoFundMe mm, pops up. There we go. There we go. So Carly started doing the rounds on the media, going on Sky News and the project, and buddying up with all the anti-lockdown groups to channel money to her GoFundMe, and it fucking worked. The fundraiser got wow. to sixty-one thousand dollars before donations were stopped, which is a bit of an interesting one. Essentially, what happened? Well, that was when Clementine Ford got onto her, actually. But the fundraiser was put on hold when she was called out for being completely full of shit. Carly has left a trail of failed business ventures behind her which are all publicly fucking accessible. One of them was wound up before the pandemic even hit. It's not Dictator Dan's fault at all. And she left $400,000 in debt. That is a lot of money. <laughs> Dictator Dan didn't, cr- did, well, didn't crush her dreams didn't crush, on this Didn't occasion. crush that dream. Someone else she's, did. She's crushed. Um, the creditors. Um, yeah. Her inability to live within her fucking means. Apparently, she spent a $100,000 loan from a gym to go on an overseas trip to boost her profile and then just, you know, defaulted on the loan, loan with the with the company. from a gym. Yeah. Well, what a, she's big in the gym. CrossFit world. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's taken a, a, a private loan from a gym. That's owner. that's the, that's the vibe that I got from a current affair. So she borrowed mm. ten thousand dollars from a friend to make some crappy hoodies that were selling for hundred and eighty dollars each. People actually fucking bought them to her credit. Well done, but never received them. Oh, yeah. Getting stiffed on a hundred eighty dollar hoodie. She's got a bit of the bell. She's got a bit of the bell Gibson. People have been using the bell Gibson words a lot regarding mm. this woman. So Carly also promised influencers money for promoting her brand, and then just didn't pay them. You know, <laughs> so she's left this trail of angry people behind her. And after she popped her head up for the fame she's been pursuing, her head was promptly cut off. So Ooh. the current affair caught up with her, and the waterworks just came straight back out. Oh, oh yeah. you're scaring me. A lot of tears. A lot of tears. She claimed she hadn't touched the GoFundMe money, which was great because then oh. her mate told ACA the loan was actually repaid, which is good. She should repay the loan. Fair enough. But then the ACA reporter calls her out and she realizes, oh shit, they actually know that I have spent the GoFundMe cash and does this pivot to say that she was sent threatening letters by this friend. So she paid the money back. Playing the victim super hard. She starts that freak out. The waterworks. The interview ends. And then in her little Instagram announcement, she claims she paid her mate back simply because she deserved it. Not the threatening letter. No, just because, you know, right? Mm. It's fair is fair. Just do the right thing by by small conflicting business. Conflicting stories Fucking here. conflicting mm. everything. So this has brought a lot of things to light. I think Tom Tanneke did a great video on it where he highlighted how Carly was tapping into the real anger felt by people who've had their livelihoods taken away, like we were talking about the, the protest movement, and given these inadequate supports in their place. And giving money to Carly was a way of showing their distress, you know, voting with their wallets. His take was a good one because we laugh at cryptos all the time, but like he's looking at what's underneath the surface. Then they've got Clementine Ford, took a much less insightful route, but a seriously damaged one, a really, really good one. Compiling a list of materials she'd found or been sent under the Instagram story Diet Soda, it's basically like a hundred screenshots of people that have been burned by Carly with lies, loans, bullshit promises, contradicting statements. And all of this was just to try and become an Instagram influencer and a brand photographer. This is all just so she could take photos of lip balm and do it for a thousand bucks a day. I mean, it's fucking embarrassing. Look, Tom's take was great. There really is a bubbling sense of frustration with this lack of support that people are feeling under the, the new lockdowns with no job keeper and no job seeker. I get that. Yeah. But Clems is a lot more fun. A pathological liar has left a trail of burn people behind her. Clementine Ford has exposed them in fucking Instagram. And now she's just getting dragged in public. Hasn't even learned her lesson though. She's still lying, using a trail of fibs as a damage control mechanism because she just can't fucking help herself. She, this is not the last time we've heard of Carl's J Soda. She's taking 
some time oh, no. on social media, which is wise because no. she needs the heat to die down. But what's the fucking bet? She's going to set up a Telegram channel, start pushing hot takes on lockdowns, the virus, and the vaccine. I mean, it's a matter of fucking time. Grift is going to grift. And the conditional release program is proudly brought to you by sponsor Ty Bollinger's Fulvic Acid. Right now in the world of natural health, and I'm doing an Alan Jones type read here because we get a lot of money out of it from Ty. Right now in the world of natural health and with the current state of the nation and how freedom and liberty literally hangs in the balance, it's time to shell out 75 bucks a bottle for dirt in water. A fulvic acid is typically extracted from humic deposits, which are very, very rare and are believed to have been created from ancient lush vegetation by microbial activity near the surface of the earth. So it's fucking dirt. And the Ty Bollinger's just cancer grifting missions. Mm, Charlene needs another facelift yeah. and this one will be a biggie. This is the one that should see a pubic region reaching her upper neck and a classy little Van Dyke yeah. beard appear on her chops. She needs your help, listeners. Well, don't worry about her help. Just send money to make Charlene's beard a reality. <laughs> And this week's Black Pill Fuckwit is brought to you by serial grifter Ty Bollinger and his mysterious wife and and his miracle cure for all that ails you, fulvic acid. And fulvic acid is just fucking dirt. But Ty's grabbed a shovel load, put some water in a very, in a, all in a very pleasant looking bottle and is flogging it at 75 US a time. Yeah, Ty reckons it's cancer cure and a cure for Alzheimer's. And, um... What's the other one, Joel? What's uh, the uh, what's the other one? Dementia. Dementia. It's called dementia. That's it, dementia. It'll also cure dementia if you remember to take it. Vital It's floor. fucking mud in a bottle, but good mud. None of your rubbish, clay or sand, pure fucking mud. Who thought drinking fucking mud could be so good? I gave it a go when I was four, had a good swig of some mud, and it made me into the man I am today. <laughs> so remember, if you've got cancer and dementia and the other one, you could tie a piece of string around your finger, but then if you had dementia, you'd look at the string and wonder why the fuck you tied around your finger in the first place. So look, fuck it, just buy a bottle. Just buy a bottle. And today's prize on Black Pill Fuckwit for Joel is some of his own mud. He's been saving his own backyard. There's quite a lot of dog shit around there and a bit of cat's piss in it, but let's not dwell on that. For quite some time now, I've been worried that Joel's memory is slipping and a good blast of homemade Ty Bollinger's fulvic acid mud in a bottle is just what Joel needs to get his fucking head straight. That's 75 bucks worth to the punters, plus places in handling, but you would get some for free today, Joel. All in good. your own backyard. Good. That's exactly what I need. So you need to get all three rights. And here's the first quote. So let me get this straight in my head. I can have AIDS, chlamydia, gonorrhea, Ebola, hepatitis, meningitis, and conjunctivitis. Busy, busy. I can eat in a restaurant and go to the pub. But if I haven't got a vaccine for COVID-19, i.e. nasty cold virus, I'm barred. Seriously. Ebola? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Well, look, let me just tell you, if, if you're going to the pub, with, if you reckon you're going to pick up gonorrhea in a restaurant, you're probably in the wrong place. <laughs> um, anyway, was it New South Wales Chief Health Officer, Dr. Kerry Chant? Hey, she's been missing recently. That's what she's been doing. She's been on the internet the whole time. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Was it Dr. Marcus de Brun, Dublin doctor, advocate of the Swedish approach to pandemic management? You remember that, Joe? The Swedish approach is going to work. Yeah, how'd that go? We've just got to get to Hume. We've just got to get... We just. 
got to get the herd immunity as quickly as we can. And then they looked at the calculator and someone said, I forgot to add the one. Yes. They were looking at Megadeths, uh, so they quickly gave that the ass. But Dr. Marcus Debrun, while it was still a thing, thought the Swedes were onto something. Was it co-founder and president of Death Row Records, Dr. Dre, mm. another doctor? I don't know he if you'd be doctor. any good looking at what ails you. But anyway, oh, was it Limerick GP, Dr. Pat Morrissey, who last year was removed as chairman of Shannon Dock, which is a chain of GP clinics in the Republic, after criticising the Irish National Public Health Emergency Team and saying he treats patients with hydroxychloroquine. Remember that? Against official That's... guidelines. So let me get this straight in my head. God, I can't stand that. shit is still just on the packets. I can have AIDS, chlamydia, gonorrhea, Ebola, hepatitis, meningitis and conjunctivitis. I can eat in a restaurant, go to the pub, but if I haven't got a vaccine for COVID-19, i.e. nasty cold virus, I'm bad. I think I actually saw that song this week and I think it was Marcus De Bruyne. Oh, you've snuck one past me there, yeah. Joel. I did pick that up on Twitter. You need to monitor my Instagram. If you are going to a fucking restaurant to spread gonorrhea, you're definitely in the wrong place. Um, yeah. It is a weird thing. Like, you know, like a few of those are sexually transmitted. A few of them are highly contagious. And one of them is basically limited only to certain African nations. And I tell you what, if you have Ebola and you're casually yeah. eating at a restaurant, you will not last long. <laughs> People will severe hemorrhagic fever, and I'm sitting in a restaurant. When you start crying blood, someone's (laughs) going to come over and ask if you're okay. When when the medium rare steak you're eating starts popping out your ears, uh, fuck is he a uh, doctor of fucking eating sand? (laughs) What a moron! (laughs) And and God forbid his 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 mate there, Doctor Pat Morrissey, was handing out the hydroxychloroquine. You wouldn't go anywhere near these pricks. All right, well done. You're underway. Question two: We are not calling it a vaccine anymore. We are calling it the Pfizer experimental biological injection. And was that secretly vaccinated POTUS forty five Donald J Trump? Was that surprisingly unassassinated Kennedy family member? Although if you did get knocked, he's probably not famous enough to be considered assassinated, yeah. just plain old murdered. That Robert F. Kennedy funny. Jr. Yeah. Uh, was it only surviving child of President John F. Kennedy and First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy Anassas and recently, who was recently appointed to uh, be the U.S. Ambassador to Australia? Carolyn Kennedy. You just can't get rid of these people. Oh, so many Fucking hell. Well, they're not trying. Was it local idiot Matthew Lawson in a quote containing some information pamphlets he was handing out at aged care homes? I prefer to call him esteemed unemployed photographer Matthew Lawson. <laughs> I love he's so pissed off at the pandemic saying, I can't get work. It's like, mate, you couldn't get work before the pandemic. You're a talentless fucking idiot who lives on you, people's couches. You are, unem- you are unemployable. You're just not talented. Yes. Fucking, I, that guy's apparently, uh, actually, no, I'm not going to say this. It's defamatory, but Lucky Lance has interesting things to say about Matthew Lawson. Gonna need an answer from you, Joe. Fucking Matthew Lawson. Oh, two from two. Yeah. Well done. Sure. Well done. It's totally well, something that dickhead would say. I'm going to pop around to your backyard and start getting the shovel out now. Look, and I'll just need a hose. I don't know if I've got cancer, but if I do have cancer, this will solve it. <laughs> no, that's the way you got to think about if it. If I don't too. have you cancer, know, be it's because the dirt fixed it. you got to be positive. Yeah. Uh, and I've got some lovely bottles. They're very, very nice. So they're sort of brown, old, sort of alchemist type bottles, you know, um, apothecarists bottles. For me, it's all about the packaging. I don't care about the contents. I just want nice packaging. It's all that matters. 
to me. Very, very, very. That's right. It's most important. Okay. Who said vaccination is a barbarous practice and one of the most fatal of all the delusions current in our time? Was it? Deeply troubled feminist author and unrestrained idiot, chronic RDS sufferer, and that's RDS relevance deprivation <laughs> syndrome, ask. Naomi Wolf. Uh, probably. Was it skinny urine drinking peace activist and the only man Joel could take down in a pub brawl, the Mahatma Gandhi? Yeah, but I would fuck him up. You just, yeah, you just wail into him. Oh, and he'd be going, look, I'm, look, I'm into non violence. You know? like, it wouldn't have even have my hands. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> My tiny, supple hands. It's one. Of, it's one of PJ O'Rourke's lines about someone who's who might be a little bit weak, uh, describing them as couldn't go three rounds with Mahatma Gandhi. PJ O'Rourke's an interesting character. What a shithead. Anyway, so was it Naomi Wolf, Mahatma Gandhi, or was it Teddy Roosevelt, POTUS twenty six, recovering? We mentioned him in the program last week. This time he's recovering from an assassination attempt while campaigning in Milwaukee where he was shot once in the chest with a .38 revolver. And there's a very amusing story about this, that his speech, which was in a large large group of papers that he had in his pocket, <laughs> deflected the bullet. Oh, wow. Which almost certainly would have killed him and... <laughs> and gave him instead a severe wounding. Amazing. But Teddy, the irrepressible Teddy Roosevelt, said, get out of my way. I'm still going to do my speech. I'm not going to hospital. And, in fact, he did the same thing that his predecessor uh, did. You know, they, they, they people at, at, at this campaign function uh, started uh, turning their wrath on the, the attempted assassin, and he got up and said, leave that man alone. And I've got a speech and stand up straight the rest of you. I've got a speech. He went on to speak despite a chest wound, bleeding heavily from a chest wound. He went on to speak for 84 minutes <laughs> before <laughs> stepping down. Before stepping oh, down and finally wandering off uh, to get some uh, get some medical treatment. God love Teddy Roosevelt. More anyway, was a Teddy Roosevelt. Vaccination is a barbarous practice and one of the most fatal of all the delusions current in their time. Or was it Brazilian Trumpoid President Jair Bolsonaro who tragically survived surgery last week? Yeah. I mean, like, really, it would have been nice if he'd fallen through, but I do like the fact that his shit was passed out through his nose. I do like that. <laughs> through a tube, through his nose. I, I think, think that's good. I think the moment again, he would have liked that too. He did like bodily fluids. He, he really, really did. But it. I just, I didn't let him drink them. I punched him straight in the face. Um, look, it's really hard. I'm going Bolsonaro or Wolf. Um... I mean, look, I'm going to go wolf, but I'm going to regret it. You are going to regret it. And you'll never be cured of cancer. Yeah. No, no, no. It was the Mahatma Gandhi. Fuck off. This I'm- is one of the reasons India has such low vaccination rates. No way. Uh, and, and, Gandhi and, was an and anti-vaxxer? it's almost inexplicable because the very first vaccinations, smallpox, smallpox vaccinations done in a sort of quasi-medical medical setting were actually developed in, in, in well, in Southern Asia, in India. Interesting. Um, where basically apothecaries would uh, take uh, smallpox scabs off yeah. the infected. Yeah, that's right. Crush them in, in, a, in a mortar and pestle and then blow them up the nostril of a child. Isn't that charming? It'd kill about one in a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the rest were basically inoculated uh, from the disease. So, you know, it, it's quite an extraordinary thing. And that, that was practised in India 
uh, as a smallpox vaccination well into the 20th century. Yeah. So they have this, they, they do have a rich, rich history of the, the medical technology around vaccination. Well, along comes the Mahatma, who was a good man, basically, but had some very strange thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Look, just, just by the way, listeners, drinking your own piss or indeed someone else's is not going to help you with COVID. Yep. And mud won't cure your cancer. And Black Pill Fuckwit is brought to you by Ty Bollinger's Mud in a Bottle. Look, let's face it, Ty wouldn't know shit from clay. So <laughs> there could be a problem there. But get out and buy some anyway. And now we ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Black Pill Fuckwits. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line. Yeah, we'll send you a stubby holder and some assorted TCRP tatter if you make our lives easier. And just send us a quote we could use on the show. Yeah, you got to market to my attention. We've already been through this. It's uh, market the attention of Jack. That's yes, uh, we both have the access dyslexic to the email out address. There. Dys- dyslexic, for the dyslexic out there or those uh, educated in the primary system in Queensland, that's Jack, J-A-C-K. <laughs> now, the conditional release program stubby holder is the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. That study has been peer-reviewed and will be published in Lancet in September where I expect it will cause quite a stir. It might be the end of the pandemic as we know it, uh, provided that you're prepared to eat a conditional release program stubby holder. Uh, other stubby holders have been found wanting. So if you need something cold to wash down a bottle of Thai Bollinger's mud, you need to drop us a line. Mark to the attention of me. That is Jack at our email address, the conditional release program at gmail.com. That's it. Do it for you. Do it for us. Do it for Ty. Do it for mud. Drop us a line, listeners. And most remiss of us last week uh, in our anti-vaxxer update, we did not update you, dear listeners, with the stats around vaccination. Uh, but as of 25th July, 27.1% of the world's population have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine and 13.6% are fully vaccinated. Uh, 3.83 billion doses have been administered globally and 30.86 million are now being administered every day. Mm-hmm. And here's a stat I keep reminding people about. Only 1.1% of people in low-income countries have, it, have received at least one dose. 1.1%. That's up 0.1% over the last month mm. uh, in the developing world or third world, if you want to use that old geopolitical chestnut. And that remains an unhappy stat right there. In Australia, 7,667,567 or 30.2% of the country uh, have received a single dose, while 3.183,426 or 12.6% of the country are fully vaxxed. And those are shamefully low figures. And just to give you an indication, if we look at the Morrison government's own initial projections on a vaccine rollout, we would have been at 75% by now. We were only at 30.2% at the moment. So 44 45% is the, mm. the actual mathematics of the extent of the Morrison government's failure in the rollout. And meanwhile, Joel, in anti-vaxxer heartland. What's going on there in in the beautiful Byron Bay? If the Northern Rivers were to secede from New South Wales and (laughs) Australia, Byron Bay would be the capital. COVID-19 has been found in their Mm. wastewater. Yes, I saw that. Mm. What a shame. And while a good (laughs) dose of COVID-19 would do wonders for the area, maybe teach them some fucking humility... It's also put the border bubble between New South Wales and Queensland at risk, which is incredibly inconvenient for people who aren't just pilled and just want to get on with their fucking lives. Now, I know what you're thinking here. 
COVID-19 would absolutely rip through Byron. And you're probably right. Still yet to know how this is going to play out, but let's face it. These people are not going to get tested. They're not going to isolate. They're not going to wear fucking masks. But, you know, if they want them in the ICU, we might get a bit of a better picture of what's going on. Anti-vaxxers in Byron have responded to this in a way that is so bizarre, it goes full circle and becomes predictable, claiming that they want to contract the virus for its Ah. cleansing properties. (laughs) This is a thing now. In Byron, there are COVID bug chasers. Oh, my Lord. Hang on. Isn't this thing not supposed to exist in the minds of uh, our good friends in Byron Bay or many of our good friends in Byron Bay? Oh, mate, it depends on which day you ask them. But it doesn't exist, but we're going to get it. Mate, one of them claimed that it was an upgrade. They called getting COVID a fucking upgrade. (laughs) I have no idea what is behind that brain fart. But the thing is, Robert F. Kennedy, their fucking lord and saviour, he's a proponent of measles parties where kids go and catch measles from each other to gain immunity instead of just simply having the fucking jab. And that may be where they got this brilliant idea. so fucking irresponsible. so Mm. irresponsible. And look, either way, a fucking healthy woman in her late 30s just passed on Sunday morning from COVID-19 with no other health issues. So maybe this isn't the fucking upgrade you're looking for. If you want a spiritual cleanse, get a coffee enema. Don't get COVID, you fucking morons. So this week, we are looking at the Pleiadian and Arcturian aliens. What the fuck mm. are they, you ask? Well, I actually don't really know. And I've actually I've looked into them a bit over the last week. I, I really don't know either. It still makes no sense to me. This came onto the radar when I asked Hamilton Hume in the QAnon Future Proofs past episode, the innocent question of what's next. And the answer I got was aliens. Aliens from beyond the moon. So we had to revisit it. And we have him coming back in the second half of the deeper dive, looking at the political implications of using channeling aliens to get idiots to vote against their interests. Because, you know, that's the usual thing of 2021. For now, let's look at the nuts and bolts of this. Interest in aliens is nothing new. Having grifters say aliens are talking to them through telekinesis is nothing new either. But now we have fucking YouTube. Mm, That's the difference. We love to talk about the lunatic fringe and how they are on the outer of society. But on these videos on YouTube, they have tens, if not hundreds of thousands of hits. So, like, that's not not necessarily the fringe. Like, that's... That's fairly high numbers. Mm. We won't go into the details here on where the aliens come from and all the ridiculous bullshit they made up around it. Honestly, I've seen the videos and it's boring. It's just mm. science fiction for it's, lunatics. It's bad science fiction. It is. It really is. And the videos themselves are just incredible. The shit they come up with is just absolutely wild. One of the things that I find really funny is one of the subsets of videos is that people will talk about their experiences as these aliens on these like galactic federation of light councils where they have these meetings to discuss things and it's all really banal. It's like, and the, and the council met <laughs> and we decided that we were going to send, we we're going to send one, two, nine, six back. Uh, this is very derivative. Uh, it is. And they look, they, they're looking deadpan at the camera and one of them is great. It says, don't tell me if you think this is false. If you don't believe me, just think of it as performance art. I'm like, Okay, I get that because you don't want to get trolled by people who see through your bullshit. Anyway, so like the biggest thing really is like the the main thing is whether you're a star seed or not. And it's all that pastel cue type of appearance, you know, very Instagram-y. A star seed is basically a descendant of aliens. And of course, being a star seed carries with it all sorts of really vague magical powers and positive personality traits because you're empathetic, you're intuitive, you're amazing, blah, blah, fucking blah. (laughs) I mean, there's just countless videos and articles online with these self indulgent questionnaires as to 
to whether you are spawned from alien stock and therefore way more interesting and talented than the other nobodies that work at your job in insurance or wherever the fuck your office is. Well, look, you know, face value, this just sounds like another form of Scientology, you know, probably with less slavery. Um, But but, but, but that's it sounds exactly, you've got your e-meter there in form of your questionnaires. Uh, You've got people being descended by aliens who have mystical powers, e.g. your thetan. So this is a direct lift of fucking Scientology. It's pure puff, that's for sure. At least be unique, you fucking clowns. Yeah, I mean, and look, nothing is fucking unique these days, so it doesn't surprise <laughs> me too much these idiots are just playing on old tropes star and massaging seeds. people's egos. Well, so star we've got starseeds, and what do we get after that? Well, then you have the channelers. Well, now, these yeah. are the people who are special starseeds who get messages from space, from the aliens. Uh-huh. Now, bizarrely enough, and this actually comes not as a surprise when you're watching our videos, aliens are pretty banal. Really? I mean, they're hot takes really aren't that clever. Like You'd think the aliens have some sort of like universal wisdom, <laughs> but it sounds a lot like what the bored 35-year-old in the video wants to say, but doesn't have the courage to say it themselves. <laughs> so they use aliens as a legitimacy shield. And that's pretty much exactly how it works. They sometimes say a bit of gibberish nonsense between messages, you know, kind of like speaking in tongues. But for mm. the most part, it's just a straight read of just things they want to say. And it's like that usual motivational hippy-dippy kind of shit. A lot of them are older. Some of them are young. Some of them are really gorgeous. Most of them aren't. But it's kind of sad because you see these people who are so desperate to be listened to, to have some sense of relevance, but they're so insignificant. They have to pretend to speak to aliens for anyone to give a shit about their own thoughts and ideas. And that is sad. Like these people at the very core, they do seem kind of pathetic and sad. Yeah, they really, really do. And laughably sad. That's 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 the point I want to make. But uh, look, well, if you it, don't laugh, you kind of cry. Yeah, it, it, it really is this kind of reflected sense of ego too that if I got up and just said this is Bill Smith, you know, um, people won't listen to it. So I've got yep. to, you know. No one's going to care. I've got to be a cousin of fucking E.T. Yep. That's it. That's exactly it. It's fucking embarrassing. I mean, there was this one girl who was pretty funny. Uh, she explained how everything changed once she started dabbling with ayahuasca and magic mushrooms, which oh. is pretty funny because, like, I can, I can kind of relate to it. Like, ayahuasca does not fuck about. That takes you into parallel universes. But honestly, if you can't handle psychedelics, Ooh. don't take them. Yes, if, you're right. good, if psychedelics are going to turn you into a fucking starseed, just don't do yeah. them. They're not good for you. Well, they're not ready. like a fucking pumpkin and uh, no, <sighs> just don't do it. Just, just doesn't do work. It. Just- so with this vast audience of these people online, idiots just simply looking for meaning or, as usual, a cult leader to follow, the alien channeling business is going quite well. Mm. And while it seems as if they're trying to fill a gaping hole of irrelevance in this big, cruel world, what ends up happening is people lose their fucking minds and they start yeah. thinking aliens are real and it becomes a huge mess. I mean, this is why people derail trains and shit. Like, yeah, it just become completely detached from reality. Mm. Yeah, so you got these lost souls, narcissistic nobodies and grifters who have taken to this like flies on shit. I mean, even Romana did the Sobsit Queen of Canada we mentioned the other episode has even started talking about the Arcturians. Surprise, the supporters surprise. on Telegram in the comments so excited that she's probably from her- alien heritage. Like, I mean, all yeah. she had to say was Arcturians in a message. Well, I've seen her and she does look a little bit like an alien. Yeah, she does have Arcturian vibes. <laughs> she's got a bit of a vibe there. She's yeah. really, she's a very strange character. So mm. many others are just milking it for what it's worth, you know, charging a couple hundred bucks a pop for remote divine healing sessions where magical <laughs> alien 
wisdom is prepared for you over the course of a few days with wild <laughs> health and mood elevating claims from anonymous testimonials on the website. I mean, it's just basic. It's all about the wellness. Alien, aliens want you to be well. Oh, absolutely. It's a means to an end. So they have sessions. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm quoting this for you your home, work or school, vehicles and pets, if any. If any. At 200 bucks a pop. <laughs> like, honestly, you can get your car red. So, look, for me, I'm thinking, like, for a couple hundred bucks, the idea of giving my little hatchback a cleansing from the heavens, I mean, it's a bargain at twice the price if it increases my mileage. Why go to the mechanic when I've got a remote divine healing session there on here? It's about you the same price. A, you won't need a new transmission no, no. at all. You'll... <laughs> No, no. A transmission from the aliens will fix it. Magic powers. Yeah. That's fucking, that is terrible. So basically, obviously, they've got like membership options and, you know, yes. crystals and shit like that. You know, they just, well, they just I, it's, I actually, it's a grift. I wouldn't, mind my, I wouldn't mind having a couple of my cats done and yeah. just see if they're going yeah, to improve be their behavior. There's, uh, there's a long standing siege that I've just noticed since I've been in lockdown uh, between the two cats. And I think if we get some magic powers into them. I'd be a lot happier together. As it is, they're if just my cat stops playing running around taunting each other all day long. Oh, so no. we'll need some of those crystals. Oh, cats. We'll need some of those Stat. crystals. All right, cool. I'll get some and we'll split the order. <laughs> It'll be about $400, I'm afraid. 400 So look, yeah. give or take. Yeah. Look, I'll sell you some dirt on the side and we'll make it even. Send me an invoice. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. I'll pay it uh, uh, when um, when Carly Soda gives me her money. Uh, it'll be good. We'll get there eventually. Don't worry about it. It's it's it's, it's The check is in the mail. Yeah. So following this is what we cover with Hamilton Hume, which is the G'day, way in which this has morphed into this weird pro-Trump messaging campaign. Mm. Like whether it's just pure idiots channeling their inner love from Trump in alien form or a coordinated effort from political operatives to insert these narratives into gullible communities is hard to know. But Hamilton makes a pretty good case that these operatives are opportunists that will find idiots and use them to turn progressive communities into misogynistic nightmares and homophobic swamps who think that aliens really want to protect capital interests at all costs. Yep, that's that's about right. Yep, I reckon, I reckon aliens have really settled on capitalism as their, their go-to system. Yeah, aliens for Trump. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. I wish we were in, in kidding. A sense, in a sense, we should have seen this coming. Yeah, 110%. Well, let's jump into that. Uh, here's the interview with Hamilton Hume. This week, we welcome back to the show Hamilton Hume, who in episode 40, the QAnon Future Proof Past episode, he told us that the next incarnation of QAnon was probably going to be in alien form, which is fucking torture. Welcome back to the show, Hamilton. Thank you, Joel. Good to be here. Let's start from the top. What is the Galactic Federation? Well, it's a it's a race of alien, potentially interdimensional beings uh, who have come to Earth to facilitate the Great Awakening and lead us towards ah, a, uh, a whole new world really i um, fucking hate the great awakening so much it's the most smug concept because it's all that thing of like when we're right you're all gonna feel really bad yeah there, there's a lot of that yeah and and watching them try to wrestle uh wrestle with the the compassionate aspect um as opposed to that smugness is uh is is fascinating in itself um but yeah essentially it's a continuation of that uh insider model where they have a powerful insider who is releasing secret information that makes the reader feel yeah. special like they're a part of something uh which is of yeah. course innately infused with fascist propaganda um and yeah. this is yeah just it, it's the next level up from q isn't it just the same old shit with a different package uh basically yeah yeah, that's exactly where it is. All right, so you basically have a whole bunch of people who think they're starseed, that are descendants from these Pleiadians or the Arcadians, which essentially they, you know, they 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 have special powers. They channel these aliens from above. But do they believe this shit? 
What do you reckon? Like, it's very hard for us to know. Okay, um, it is so hard. So I know they that they seem so convinced. You touched on this in a previous week, and it was a really interesting episode that that you and Jack did, um, where you know you try to basically hold back from diagnosing these people. We don't know whether they, yeah. um, you know, are acting or not. Now, the videos that I've seen, and I'm sure the videos that you've seen, a lot of these people do appear to be genuinely, uh, you know, in some kind of a trance um, and and saying stuff, which sounds an awful lot like aliens. Um, so, you know, uh, the normal scientific approach would be to say, well, okay, you're saying this, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily aliens. This is just from your subconscious imagination. Interesting. That may be now I'm sure that there are people who do genuinely believe it. Um, and I'm equally sure, uh, that these communities have been, um, uh, exploited with, with various plants and whatnot. And so, you yeah. know, you mentioned how, how these things are, are, are ancient tropes. Like these are all pre-existing, you know, cultures and communities, which exist. And what we've got to remember is that the operation operations who who do this they don't necessarily need to be creative they don't need to invent these things they just need to be uh, yeah, yeah. resourceful and opportunistic enough to be able to identify these things and then exploit them and so they do, see yeah. oh here's a whole community of people who believe that there is this race of aliens who are coming to save us let's get in there and uh and, and let's see how we can use that to our advantage one of the videos i saw today the girl was saying how it all made sense after she started reading these things about the pleiadians and all mm. you know and the starseed stuff and it's that thing it's that interesting thing where this person is looking for answers mm-hmm. they're a bit confused they're incredibly gullible they read this shit online or they see <clears> a video <throat> or whatever and all of a sudden these things make sense to them in these really obvious ways the whole like the list they have of like how to know you're a starseed is like how to know you're a fucking human being. Are you ambitious? Do you like opening doors? Do you ever feel uncomfortable in social situations? You know, it's uh, it's, yeah. it's that whole thing. Like, yeah, um, it's embarrassing. So, yeah, it's 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 psychological abuse. It is it, it is profoundly it is. Uh, harmful psychological abuse. These people are being taken advantage of. And whereas before it was you know the odd snake oil salesman who might be taking advantage of them to you know make a quick grift or whatever. Now we need to recognize that they are being taken advantage of by political operatives for propaganda purposes and that's why it's particularly dangerous and there's so much more in that there is a lot more into that snake oil's like you know 30 bucks a bag exactly when it comes to political operatives they're billion dollar elections that's quite terrifying and you end up trying to overthrow the government and the interesting thing about like this whole LARP is that there's a couple of different kind of LARPs that I've seen and LARP is the live action role play where people play out these sort of fantasies one that I found was fascinating which we've just talked about which is the people who think they're channeling aliens and they'll sit there and they'll say I'm gonna channel aliens and they'll start speaking and they might start laughing or they might start making dumb noises but for the most part it seems like they just basically doing an internal monologue saying it's aliens and trying to make that somehow legitimate because it's come from aliens and it might be some of their own little like you know fucking amazing little brain thoughts delusions of grandeur or whatever absolutely but then you got the other ones and these ones are really interesting there was a really weird canadian one with a really cute sort of like alberta accent (laughs) and like basically he was talking about this whole like the council and all these meetings and all these things that all these processes and stuff like as if he was there Mm. obviously he wasn't Mm. he's just making this shit up but the thing is is that we've had we have fan fiction we've got science fiction we've got all this stuff but now we have people on youtube saying it like it's real to audiences of sometimes hundreds of thousands of people yeah yeah it's a real that's fucking mad it is it is um and perhaps it's worth taking a step back to put all this in perspective um but really i mean we have to remember the purpose of all this which is essentially to uh turn people against anything progressive 
Okay, if we can take that. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, if we can just take a step back from the minutia to, to, to look at the big picture of yeah. what's going on here, which is you know includes QAnon and everything, it's to turn people against anything progressive. Um. So you know, what is that? Essentially, it's anything which you know limits the power of rich white men to do whatever they want. Right. So listening yeah. to scientists, yeah. international cooperation, public projects, environmental regulation, workers' rights, Black Lives Matter, anti-fascism, yep. whatever, all that sort of stuff. Now. Yep. Flynn, Michael Flynn has been explicit about this from the very beginning, uh, using those exact words, you know, um, uh, progressivism is socialism. And that's, you know, his yeah. raison d'etre in, 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 in many ways. Uh, that's why he got involved with yeah. the Trump campaign to begin with, is to fight socialism. Yeah. Now, the thing is, all those things make sense, right? Uh, you know, listening to scientists and public projects and workers' rights, that all makes sense. So to fight against those, they need to lie, essentially. And that's what this yeah. conservative conspiratorial well, propaganda is. Then you destroy the idea of common sense. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's the zeroth step. Absolutely, is they is they need to destabilize truth and destroy that idea of common sense. Yeah. But basically, anytime you hear the word uh, globalists or the term yeah. the new world order or anything, that's what you're witnessing. It's it's conservative propaganda, um, which is you know rich white men who are getting scared. And it's often a synonym for the Jews, but it can also be just general progressive causes. Yeah, there's obviously. You know, it's. I mean, anti-Semitism is is ingrained in it. Um, I think that a lot of people who do it um, don't come at it from an anti-Semitic perspective, but they obviously draw on anti-Semitic tropes. They accidentally fall into anti-Semitism. Yeah, I know. That's particularly. They painful. learn all these anti-Semitic tropes, and then someone unleashes it, and they just pull the rabbit out of the hat, and they go, "Oh, guess what? Here's the rabbit." And they go, "I know that fucking rabbit." Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was the Jews all along. We're still, you know, we're still doing that. Yeah. Because it, 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 yeah. It, it's that whole conspiracy narrative. I've described it as a virus in, in some of my articles in the past. And I like that idea. Um, you know, this, this idea that there is this secret cabal controlling the world. So the next thing we've got to remember is that the most effective propaganda will target demographics which skewed progressive before okay so yeah it's all good to get the gun toting rednecks this is the hardest thing for them to accept and that's that's what this is okay so it's it's using this whole spiritual vehicle um this you know the people who do believe in sitting down with incense and candles and channeling yep, aliens yep. and all that meditation who, 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 who would have thought that they were hippies right they were always lefties in my head exactly and i grew up with these people yeah and so the whole point of this is to target them and get them to yep. turn against progressive policies and get them to support candidates like Donald Trump. It's easy to say to support Donald Trump, but really he is only one figurehead in this and he will come and go. Yeah. It, it, it's about supporting yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. fascist ideology. And that's one of the great things about having aliens is you don't have to have, like Trump can come and go because at the end of the day, yep. he is just the one the aliens pick. The aliens will come down and say, now you need to vote for you know Michael Flynn or whatever their next candidate is Fucking Matt Gates. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It will be. You, you, you watch, it will be. And that's what tells us that it's... Um, that, that it's it's propaganda. You know? So Q has always had undertones of this um, with, with, with you know yeah. targeting these new age communities. If you look carefully at the Q jobs, you can very much see, uh, and not just the jobs themselves, but the, the way, the, the channels through which they have been promoted, uh, they have clearly The channels been, that they promoted especially. Yeah, so yeah. you've got websites like, you know, Stillness in the Storm and Collective Evolution, these sorts of things. Yeah, Collective Evolution. The natural News, of course. Yes, exactly, Natural News. Even without Q, they've been pushing these narratives, which is this whole conspiracy virus thing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the other thing is that Q never happened in isolation. Uh, this stuff has always been, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, happening uh, concurrently with all these websites and all these different operations happening at once. So Q is just, you know, one one fish in the stream, as it were. So there's a million things happening at once. And once one drops off, the other one will pick up. 
And so when yeah. one drops off, what we've got to realize is that the mechanics of Q um, were essentially a, a, a privileged insider, a powerful privileged insider, sharing that information uh, with people on the internet and making them feel special, like they were part of this uh, yeah. secret plot. And that doesn't need to be this dickhead called Q. No, that, it doesn't. can be anything. And so with Q gone, an even better version of that, obviously, is going to be Arcturian aliens, right? I'm going to read out a thing that, so, like, this is directly in their words, which is about the aliens are big on Trump. So this one's a quote, which is, well, today's a big day as King Plachacha, okay, I guess a Pleiadian guy, I don't know, declares President Trump as temporary king of the world. Which even the reptilians seem to agree with this. But with great responsibility comes great power. Will President Trump stick to the Pleiadians or join the lizards? This is a must watch. And then it goes on, no fucking break, not even a paragraph. I made a typo in the video. I said buy one amethyst, get one free, but it is actually buy two amethyst clusters for one. Amazing deal, my friends. Be sure to visit karmarocks.net and come join us on Patreon for exclusive videos you won't see on YouTube. So that feels like a very naked grift. One of the things I've found interesting with these sort of channeling guys is that, okay, so I'm going to like, I'm going to go full skeptic and say that these people are completely bullshitting, that they're not at all mentally ill and they are simply doing this for attention there's something missing in their lives that this attention fills. I'm just going to go with that. So basically, this is the kind of thing where what people do on the internet is they will, for example, they'll make a meme of a quote. They'll say it was Robin Williams, but it's their quote. And it goes viral because people love the quote and they think Robin Williams is fucking amazing. It would never have got past square one if it didn't have Robin Williams' name on it. And it's that thing of here, they can say, well, Alien said it. It wasn't little old me, little irrelevant old me. It was actually aliens. But no, it was your brain fart. And the interesting thing that I saw in these videos is that with these people who are clearly basic and you can kind of read them immediately when you see them, they say all this stuff that's meant to be from aliens. I'm like, that's you. That is you. You fucking made that up. I don't know you from a bar of shit, but I know you fucking made that up. Trying to amplify their own importance. Totally. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, I get it. Because the thing is, is, you know, we do feel like specks of sand sometimes. And it feels like maybe we do want to be noticed and maybe saying aliens uh, are the ones that are coming up with this stuff may get you noticed and maybe your brilliant ideas and believe me none of them were intelligent at no point did i say oh that's a pretty good point and i'm fucking open-minded they were just sitting there just going blah blah blah, crap 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 and then you're supposed to go oh wow aliens are so profound no Either you're an idiot or aliens are stupid. Either way, like yeah. there's, there's no fucking midpoint it's just, there. It's shocking. It's a weird form of narcissism. It's just weird and sad. The other thing you got to remember here is um, that there is a psychological phenomenon where if you tell a lie, like your brain will justify it by making you believe it. So I think that that is something which almost certainly yeah. does come into play. Um, and yeah, with these people. Yeah. It's like a chicken or egg sort of situation. What happens first? The lie yeah, or the justification? Exactly. Yeah. And I think, of, I mean, yes, exactly. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to try and spoil that by answering it. Um, but yeah, like I think I said before, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm sure that there are people who, who do feel that they are being genuine it, like, yeah. like when it comes to this I'm equally sure that there are operatives within these groups who are deliberately seeding with propaganda and exploiting the psychological vulnerabilities that these people present to use them as self-perpetuating a vehicle in it if you want to tell people that whatever they're mm. being 
talk to my aliens. You know, I've got bigger things to worry about. That's fine. But if you're telling people that, no, these aliens want you to, um, you know, resent black, the Black Lives Matter protests and to support Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then that's what I've got a problem with. And that's where you see people like uh, Jason Shukra. Have you come across him at all? No, no, not at all. Jason Shukra uh, has this platform called The Light System. And The Light System is this race of, I think they're aliens. They might just be really advanced humans, but I'm pretty sure they're aliens. Um, and okay. they are, you know, it's the same model. Like they're here to help guide humanity towards this great awakening. Yep. And he has, he says that he's been chosen to be their spokesman. And it was an incredibly uh, humbling and honorable day when they came to him and said, you know, Jason, we need you to be our spokesman to the world. And so he releases these shitty videos. It's just him talking to a camera. But he says that, uh, you know, they've told me that Donald Trump is on the side of the light and that he is working to secretly release these children yep. from tunnels. And that's happening now. And these protests that you see are a distraction from that. Yep. And this is, is where it crosses yep. the line from snake oil sales to, you know, blatant political propaganda. And this is where it's a big problem because this guy has another platform called Academy of Divine Knowledge, which intersects directly with this whole conspirituality world with people like Christian Northrup. And I should have their whole list of stars in yep. front of me, but I don't. But I'm pretty yeah. sure that you know who I'm talking about if you've been in this world at all. And this guy, it's, you know, it's no yeah, bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, he's on this, you know, he's on Instagram with this Academy of Divine Knowledge thing. And it, it does look polished and it does suck people in. And he does speak this very hippie new age because it is targeting these communities with this propaganda. Yeah. And people don't seem to have cottoned on to the danger that this presents yeah um and then the the whole thing amounts to uh having millions of people around the world who do genuinely think that donald trump is some light worker who is fighting the evil cabal which is basically any form of international cooperation um and preserving the, the, the the freedom of of rich white men to do whatever they want uh fuck blm fuck antifa and if all yep. well, that's not enough, then yes, of course, we will now have to introduce aliens as well. <laughs> and now it's a, uh, now it's a, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's this whole ridiculous thing, which, which leaves people just aghast going, what the fuck is going on? And that's what's going on. It's, it, it, it's an unprecedented well, propaganda campaign. It's necessary for the idea of this whole thing to work, which is to make people go, what the fuck is going on? Because you need to kind of suspend reality to remold it. And that's what's happening here. And I even find myself sometimes, you know, sort of looking around and thinking, what is even real anymore? And then as a good friend of mine, Jack Ellis told me, you've got to find a one, like this one place that's real in your head that you can always go back to, to center yourself. And I think back to Palm Beach and I think about this rock that a friend of mine, Tom, Jack's brother, uh, and I used to hang out in uh, this hollow rock and you sort of sit there and think, it's all bullshit. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. You've yeah. just got to laugh at it. I mean, like, it's 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 easy to laugh when you've got a full belly and you've got a full heart. You know, in a situation like that, you've got yeah, to laugh that's, at that's, it. That's and true. Is that a, is is that up in Pitwater, up uh, up that pound bit? Yeah, down uh, down at the end of the peninsula. Yeah. Oh mate, that is a great place to send to yourself. <laughs> I could do that. So, all right, all of that is fucking dire. What is next? I mean, this is a pretty logical progression from this Q insider to the aliens being the insider because it's fictional insiders with this vast yep. secret knowledge. It's so malleable that you can just do whatever you want with it. It's a perfect platform for dumb shit like, you know, resurrecting alien theories or making a fat idiot who eats KFC and doesn't know the fucking White House from a fucking ball sack into some sort of pedophile-saving superhero. What's next? Yeah, look, this is a good question. And and I think we have to be honest about the fact that, that we don't know. It's just... 
it's chaos. So one I of the things that upsets me is is, is, is yeah. when you uh, call this whole thing a propaganda operation, people call you a conspiracist and they say, oh, you know, you're just falling into the conspiracies. Well, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean... Yeah, but also no it's... It's not a conspiracy. There is no, the, 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 there is no, you know, cabal that controls the world. It's fucking chaos. It's just, it's, it, it's a mess. It's just yeah. all of these different agencies trying whatever they can do to try and advance their own agenda. There's no one at the wheel. There's no, you know, there's no grand plan. There's no one control. It's, it's just they effect. just throw as much shit as they can. I used one analogy in one of my earlier articles where I said um, the things that they're saying, they don't have to make sense. They just have a machine gun with bullshit bullets and they can just keep on spraying it out as many, yeah. uh, you know, shells as they like yeah. to see whatever hits. And then and then whatever hits. all of a sudden yeah. some conspiracy yeah. gets picked up somewhere and, you know, QAnon may well have been one of those bullshit bullets. They didn't necessarily know that it was going to have the effect that it did. And there could have been a thousand of them. And, and, and there were a thousand of them. you got the White House insider and all these other sorts of things. Uh, you know, FBI and on a high-level insider, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so so yeah. to answer what's next, it's just going to be, it's you know, one answer is just more of this alien bullshit. Um, yeah. or slash more of this insider bullshit. Um, yeah. And yeah, these people will keep on trying to turn people, particularly progressives, uh, against anything progressive. They will keep on Ugh. trying to rile up their base. Um, they will keep on trying to delegitimize the elections. If the Republicans yep. control uh, the necessary houses of government in the next American election, they will almost certainly yep. refuse to certify it. Um, and, and the shit's going to hit the fan. Um, yeah. So... You know, maybe we do need to find a nice place in the bush. To go. Yeah. No, no, no. We got to stay and fight. Fuck that. I'm just gonna keep taking the piss out of it because the the only way I know how to process it. It's important work. It's important work. But but yeah, the truth is that that is chaos. We don't know what 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 we do need is is for genuine uh, investigative research to uncover the networks that are behind this uh, and try yeah. and hold people accountable uh, so that we can and try and take some of the winner over ourselves. Because I've had some success now. I've gone into these groups and I have identified people who were um you know being exploited and i've reached out to them and i have managed to pull a yeah. few of them out like it's it's laborious work and it's emotionally exhausting it. it takes a lot of energy but it is do it. you know yeah. it is possible yeah so i mean in some ways it's just an experiment like i'm trying things out like i want to see what resonates with them and what is able to uh you know puncture these yeah. bubbles that they've got and a part of it is also compassion like they're in there saying you know i'm, I'm experiencing this really intense shit and so i say you know here like i understand what you're going through let's 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 try and yeah. take a step back and have a look at it um and and and, and some of them good. have been able to pull out and you know perhaps even just two slightly less harmful worlds, uh, but still, they're able to see yeah. that they have been exploited. There is never a dull moment in the land of these lunatics. Honestly, they're such prolific bullshit factories. There's just never-ending just nonsense coming from them. It looks like when the chaos settles and something fucking ridiculous comes out of the woodworks, we're going to have to have you back on to talk about it. Thanks for coming on, Hamilton. Pleasure as always. Thank you, John. No worries. Now, where can people find your work? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Hamilton Hume with a zero, uh, named after the famed Australian Explorer. Uh, yeah, on Medium as well, where most of my uh, articles are posted, which go into all the research, explaining the uh, the networks behind these things. All right, cool. Thanks, Ace, mate. See you later. And that's enough of that, because now it's time for this. It's a segment that everyone's been waiting for because he just continues to have week after week that are just absolutely gargantuan. It's the week in Pete Evans.
It has been a huge week in Pete Evans. Huge. Pete finally being exposed for the filthy demolay Freemason pedo that he is. Oh, no. Who would have thunk it? Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. And while Pete yeah. has been tirelessly fighting the deep state pedo networks through his patented love and light technique, it turns out he's actually one of them all along. There you go. Who would have thought? Huh? So this has come from Karen Brewer, who is oh, really one of the scariest people I on the like internet. I like her. And I like her. She's fucking so sketchy. And she became quite famous after a defamation judgment against her for about $850,000, which was handed down due to repeatedly claiming that Nationals MP Ann Webster used her charity organization as a front for a pedophile sex trafficking ring. Can't say that. That's just... You just can't say yeah, that. It's I just, mean, you know, it, 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 that's, it's that's, not true yeah. for a start. You can't say that, Karen, you fucking idiot. So where would she be? She'd be she'd be a bankrupt right now, wouldn't she, or, or, or going through that process? I don't think she answered the, the, the charges whatsoever. She's in New Zealand, well, and I don't even well, that think that matter. Karen Brewer is her real name. That really doesn't I don't think matter. they really I know mean, who she is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think we should be looking through the federal court listings to see when a filing is made against the wonderful Karen, but go on, job. It would be very interesting to see how that plays out because, honestly, I don't think that she's had to answer any of it. I, I think Ann Webster basically said she's giving up on trying to find the money oh, and that she sucks because she spent about $100,000 doing the defamation proceedings people. anyway. Oh, yeah, Terrible person. She has this huge obsession with the Bill Heffernan speech where he claimed a bunch of politicians are pedos and extended that into this bizarre demolay Freemason theory that all pedos come from the same schools where they were basically taught to be pedos and they've got the same dads or something. She's always like, who is your daddy and where'd you go to school? That's right, you're a pedo. Like, it's just <laughs> fucking insane. So... Pete's managed to get onto her radar, which is not a fun place to be. This woman just spits venom on a calm day. She's got this bizarre plan to have most of Australia and New Zealand show up at every branch of government on the 31st of August. She's really, really committed to this at 9 a.m. until 12 p.m., but like every like council, state, federal parliament, and she reckons she's going to get something like a few million turning up. As usual, delusions of grandeur. I think she'll be lucky to get about eight, including herself. Millions. She really wants Pete to turn up to this. But instead of being his mate and asking him nicely to come, yeah. she just does her usual thing of just trying to bully him into supporting her weird cause, which is just a great tactic, Kaz. I mean, send a card. Ask nicely. Exactly. You know, send some chocolates. But no, she just bullies him into submission and calls him a pedo. Oh, so please. she claims that Pete, at age 23, starts opening restaurants in Melbourne and then gets all these chef hat awards, oh. which he used to build Freemason prominence. And then she mumbles something <laughs> about him and Oprah. Like, did Pete Evans ever do anything with Oprah? I don't... I don't, I don't think he did. Anyway, I whatever. Think so. so when Brewer calls someone a Freemason, it implies they're a pedo. And Oprah, in these meth-addled brains, is like the pedophile king, oh. like a massive adrenochrome juicer, loves baby blood. Queen, surely. <laughs> she'd, she'd be the pedo queen, surely. Oh, well, you know, I don't like to make things gendered. <laughs> well, king's gendered. <laughs> well, actually, to be honest, there's probably a huge right-wing conspiracy that she's a bloke, so let's face it, who knows? But she calls out yeah, Pete being Kitty Fiddler sure and accuses is. him of doing too much yakking and then asks him to pledge his support for her weird little protest. Like, <laughs> somehow, I don't think that's going to work. Pete likes <laughs> a carrot, not the stick. He's famous for it. For all his flaws, pretty sure he's not diddling kids. But when it comes to these people, when you dance with crazy, you might just get stabbed. So there yeah. you have Big week for Pete. Exposed for the oh, demolay Freemason pedophile that he is. Where are you going to be on August 20, 31, Pete? My bet is the same place you are every day, in your beautiful estate on the Northern Rivers, doing ketamine and listening to shit music. 
And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page. You can find it fairly easy by searching for it. But we do beg at this point. This is our begging time. And I'm even going to do an extended beg this time because not only do you have to promote the podcast by sharing it around, telling your friends and harassing your family into watching. Like you've got to ask for proof of listing. You've got to sh- just send screenshots showing you've done downloads because we get the, the downloads register as numbers and that's, that's our basis for ratings. But yes. also a quick favor, friend of the podcast, Rob Sudi, who we're planning to have on next week if he comes on. He mm. needs new teeth. He's a sovereign citizen legal historian. He spent so much time documenting what these idiots are up to, and he's just a dead set legend. I mean, like, he's got to go fund me. We've posted on the Facebook page. If you can, can please give it to him. It's not a grift. He's got bad teeth. It's a fucking nightmare. Having bad teeth is fucked. People need to chew. Yeah, it shouldn't happen in this country, but that's another another um, issue for another time. And finally, 100%. all feedback. Feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if you're just coming to tell us vicious aliens who will bite our faces off. Said, hi, guys. That's what they say. That's what they say. Thanks, sisters. Then they bite. See ya.